So, you know, we want to talk about words. And so this message is called Words, the Start Button to Everything that You're Believing. Believing for, let's just say that. Everything, you know, how many are believing for things? You just need some things to change. You need some, but words are, are the start button. So I have a start button. And uh, I'm going to play this in a second. And what is on it now, we're going to change it, but what is on it now is simply for demonstration purposes only. It has no effect on my life or anyone else's life. You know, uh, so even when I put that on there, I'm like, Lord. And we talked about words you know, and how we activate those. You know, Faith without works is dead, and, and there's actions that we put with our words and all of those kind of things. But it, it changes. And let me just let me ask you this. When do things that you're believing for change jurisdiction? So let me, let me explain. Jesus is amazing because he's God and he's Jesus. But Jesus did things that, that, that changed what was happening in the natural to the supernatural. When did it change? Let me explain. He asked Peter... Can I use your boat? Peter says, yes. Jesus gets in his boat, and they go offshore just a little bit. Jesus is obviously, he's pretty, he's, he's smart. Have you ever been fishing, and if you're talking out on the water, you can be way out there, and you can hear sometimes what people are saying because it just carries so he's going to speak to the people now, and he's just going to use what's around him to do that. So he does all that stuff, and then he turns to Peter, and he asks him about fishing. And Peter says this. He says, Lord, we have fished all night. What does Peter do for a living? He's a fisherman. We fished all night. We have caught nothing. And Jesus says, I want you to cast your net over here. I'll just, just cast it out. Peter says this, he says, we've fished, we've caught nothing, but if you say, I'll do it. The Bible records that they caught such a load of fish that it was so much that Peter called out to James and John, and they came, and the boats were sinking. Now, for people that fished for a living, that couldn't catch anything all night, something changed. I'm here to tell you this morning that I believe things change. It changes jurisdiction, changes kingdoms when we speak. You need to hear what I'm saying because you have authority given to you by Jesus. We're going we're to play this out a little bit. But when Jesus said, can I get in your boat? Peter said, yes. Peter's livelihood or the business that he had now just came under the dominion of the kingdom when he allowed Jesus to get in his boat. Are you with me? And because of that, now there's opportunity for God to do something because he is allowed in there. See, and this is what people think. God can do anything he wants. God will do what he said in his word. And he has given you the authority to be able to speak and declare what his word says and to dominate in the areas he's called you to do. And when you invite God into that and you begin to speak his word, now you've got something that he can do, he can work with. But we tie his hand so many times because we don't really let him in. He doesn't have, he wants to have the place, but we haven't really given it to him. 
So I believe that it really started changing when Peter said, you can get in my boat. And then when Peter said, nevertheless, if that's what you say, I'll do it. It changed jurisdiction and it changes kingdoms. So this morning, if you're stuck in a problem and you just can't seem to fix it, I might have a simple answer for you. What if you press the start button of the words you've been saying, everything you're believing for, and what if the jurisdiction changed if you changed what you said? Have you ever found yourself looking at the same problem and it's just been there every day, all the time, or every year? It's something that you faced all the time. It seems like forever. Maybe the same stubborn spot or you just can't seem to fix. I've tried, I've done, I've pleaded, I've begged, I've, I've cried, I've whatever. You know what? You don't have anything else you know what to do. You've done it. You've focused on it. You've prayed about it. You've scratched your head over it. You can't figure out what's behind it. You don't know why it is like it is. It just is. So you call your friends. You talk about it. You rehearse it. You nurse it. You curse it. What if God wants you to reverse it? See, I'm a poet and I know it. <laughs> How about this? You have had so much going. You have a lot to say and you just let it rip. You just let it fly. Blah! And you say whatever it is on your mind. You ever did that? I'm just going to give you a piece of my mind. Some of us have got a whole lot of pieces left. But we give it everything we've got. I'm going to make sure this is on. Yes, yeah, it's on. What if we do stuff like this? You ever felt like that? Could you hear what that said? Okay. We hit that start button or it's just, it's the same thing. It's good for them, but it's not good for me. God doesn't love me like he loves them or he doesn't do for me because we have, we've been sold a bag of goods that's not true. We've been lied to by the enemy and the, you know, we just think God just says, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna bless Gibby here. I'm not gonna bless Brett. I'm just not feeling like Brett today, but I like him. It's, that's not how it works. God doesn't arbitrarily just go, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and it's just whatever he does. He's already stated in his word, and words are so important. So what's the problem? Because we just, in the heat of the moment, sometimes we'll say a flood of unbelieving, ungodly confessions that, probably make worse what we are already wishing was gone. But as long as we keep calling things like they are, those things are never going to change. I'm going to say that again. As long as we keep calling things the way they are, they will never change. So what's the answer? we got to start calling things that are not as though they already are. Think of your words like pushing a start button. In the, in the, it's really tough. I mean, it's going to take time. I, I, I still work at it. We're used to pushing buttons. This is a button-pushing crowd. Think of all the buttons. Everything is automatic today. The garage door, the microwave, the phone, your iPad, your computer, the TV remote, the coffee pot, the dishwasher, the washing machine. And they all do different things. When you hit the button, 
it is programmed. That's the starting sequence for things to go to the next thing and the next thing. You know, Kim, when she washes clothes, is it a light load? Is it a heavy load? Is it soiled or this? Or is it permanent press? Is it, I, you know, I don't know. That's why they have stuff that's all temperature, I guess. <laughs> now you know I don't do the laundry. <laughs> but all of those have a functioning part, and it's all started by the push of a button. In the spiritual realm, that's what starts when we speak words. That is the start button. There's a lot of promises from God's word that we can expect and see come to pass, but we have to speak them. Well, God knows my heart. Sure, he knows your heart, but the enemy's not a mind reader. You have to speak. You have to speak. Jesus, when he cast demons out, he didn't just think them. He didn't just play mind games. He said, you can go out, get Come out of them. You might say, oh, I've heard that again and again, and I do speak words of faith. I tried it. I tried it. It just doesn't work for me. Mm, it just did. If you were declaring it just doesn't work, that's why it's not working. Your words are the start button. It sets things in motion, either good or bad. And see, we've all already thought, well, it's got to be good. Well, you can set things that are not so good in motion. When we speak, I believe all of heaven is waiting to hear what we'll say, that our words can be acted upon. Do you know that angels hearken to the word of God? You know, hearken means they're listening, they're ready, they're wanting. You've been assigned angels, and they want something to do. And I think part of the problem with the Christian world is we have unemployed angels. We don't give them anything to do. We just complain. And they are just like, come on. Let me. Have you ever? I grew up with a father that loved big time wrestling. Now, he would call it wrestling. Don't know that that's a word, but that's what he'd call it. Have you ever seen a tag team match in a wrestling arena? <laughs> If the guy can get to the guy in the corner and tag his hand, he comes in. And, of course, when he comes in, he's, oh, oh, and the other, oh, no, no. And, I mean, it's a big deal because now fresh meat is coming to the ring <laughs> with new moves. And they're, that's kind of our angels are like, they're waiting at the corner going, Brett, tag me. If you don't tag your angel... They're unemployed. Your words that are the kingdom words, the, the words of God, the living word of God, sends them into work. Do you give them anything to do? Can I say this to you? The devil has no rights to you except what you give him. That's hard to even hear, but that's true. And he gets the rights through your words. That is the passage that he comes to. Remember when we had the door up here and we talked about coming into the kingdom side and all of that? That's the same principle. Jesus said, Matthew 12, 37, the words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. That's the New Living Translation. Uh, the New King James says, by your words you will be justified and by your words you will be condemned. Your words. 
So if we change this, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.19. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.19. It changes our start button. It changes what we are saying instead of nothing ever good happens to me. We start saying, I'm going I'm to change what I say. You know, you can change what you say even though you may not feel different. And your feelings will eventually line up with your words. I'm going to give you four ways this morning that you can push the start button and start setting things in motion for the things you're believing for. We're going to look at our rights next week, but we need to get our words right this week. Number one, words have creative power. Proverbs 18.21 says the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. That's the NIV version of that. We live in a word-created and word-controlled universe. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say. Because words are, I mean, it's funny that people, when they come to church, they don't believe that's true. But if they're not in church, they think words are really important. That's what you said. You lied. Or whatever. They work their neck. Let me tell you. But did you know God established that from the very beginning? He made everything by calling things that are not. As though they were, Romans 4, 17. When he said, let there be light, there was. Light appeared. He spoke, and it happened. The whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation makes it clear that we live under a word-activated system. It's always been that way. It will always be that way. As long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest, your words are seed I can't change laws. They just are. If the speed limit is 55 and I go 95 and the officer says, you're speeding. Well, I decided to change it today. <laughs> Don't think he's going to buy that, but I'm going to get to wear some nice silver bracelets as he takes me into the... No. <laughs> but we can change... Uh, the words under which we live, we can change our environment by what we say. What's your house environment like? I know in our house, my wife, by the way, she is the love of my life. I love this adventure we've been living together. So she's amazing. But in our, in our house, we still, as much as I love her, sometimes I don't always say the nicest things. Not, I don't say bad things, but you know, I might... And, and she probably... Well, I'm, you know, she would do the same. <laughs> I'm tread lightly, Brett, tread lightly. <laughs> yeah. Watch what you say. This concludes our message. Thank you for coming. I'll see you at the harvest party, maybe. <laughs> but what happens if life happens to us too, and so it's in that moment 
that sometimes, you know, and we have been very good about, we can be upset with each other and we may not say a lot of what we feel to say because how many of those, if you say what you feel or what hits your brain and you just let your tongue do the happy dance as it says everything out your mouth, you ain't going to be happy long. <laughs> we will just say to each other, it doesn't take us long to say, you know what, we want to break strife. We don't want strife in this home. So she'll come back or I'll go up to her and, and we will pray together and say, look, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm on edge, I'm sorry, I'm this. And she'll say the same thing. Honey, I'm sorry, you know, it's just been, I've got all these things. And I, and I get it. And so we, we hug and, and say, okay, it's, it's, it's all good. And, and then we move on. You know why that's important? important? <laughs> I'll tell you why it's important. Because if you let strife in, the Bible says you let every evil. There's so many things that come in with that. Have you ever been in somebody's house and you walk in the house and it just feels good? I love that. I mean, I want people to come to my house. They come to my house. I want them to go, I just, I just like to, I want to stay. You know what I love? I love at church when, when service is done and people are just talking and all of that stuff. It, they just want to hang around. Harvest party, those kind of things, and just church being church or whatever. But they don't want to leave because it just feels right. I want my kids to come into my house and, and go, you know what? I just love how it always feels at mom and dad's. Because I want it to be that atmosphere. You can, you can help control that where you live by the words that you say or do not say. Jesus said in Matthew 12, 34 and 37, now he's talking to uh, some a group of ornery people. You'll, you'll see it. You brood of snakes, how could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. An evil producing person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. You need to understand the Bible, every word is true. So it's saying every idle word. That's why you want to bring everything you say under the, the uh, curtain of God and say, God, you know, because if I didn't say that right, I need, Charles used to say, get me forgived. That's what he would just say, because if he didn't say it right or didn't like how it came out, he'd say, get me forgived, because he just wanted to be, I want to have that right. You got to give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either, now that's where we got the other part of the scripture, will acquit you or condemn you. Even in the natural world, you speak the result you want, really. I mean, people tell you that don't know Jesus, you need to be positive. You need to have a positive mindset. You know, when I played sports in high school, they said, you know, you need to do this and be positive and picture yourself winning. And they understood some of those things, even though they're not saying God is anything. But they know that it affects your performance, what you do, how you respond. Let me, let me give you an example. If you want to build a round building, but you tell your builder you want a square one, but inside you want a round one, what do you think you're going to get? You're going to get a square building because that's what you told him. Even though the desire of your heart says, I want something else, I will get what I said. Have you ever, and those are married, don't nudge your neighbor, have you ever said something and you like, that's not what I meant. You get what you said. So it is in life. What you say with your mouth is what you're going to get, even though you might desire something else. If you want your situation to change, we got to start saying what we want, what we're believing for, 
We have to be able to do those kind of things and start saying, okay, I'm going to train my mind for that instead of this is never working for me. It's not working because that's what you continually are saying. Faith comes by hearing, Romans 10, 17, and hearing by the word. You have to hear the word, not just once, but hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. Get it in from here. Let it drop to here. Whatever God says, that's what it means, and that's what will happen. This word-created, word-upheld universe, it's awesome, yes, but words will dominate our life. So you you got to understand, if you are saying Things like this, these are common. And I've had people say stuff just like this to me. Oh, I get sick every year. Now, this doesn't apply to anybody in here, nor does it apply to me, so I break these words. People will say, I get sick every year. I was on staff where, when I was on staff, it was... strongly suggested that I get a certain, you, you need to get a flu shot. Now, you can have your own definition of vaccination, what's going on now or whatever. If you want to know my take on it, I think that's a personal conviction. I think you have to ask God where you stand. Some of you, have, your workplaces have said you must be vaccinated, you can't work here. I think that is a violation of your right. That, that to me, it violates that right there. But, I understand your decision, and that, again, is a decision. I'm not saying right or wrong. That's between you and God. And how many knows that God is bigger than a vaccination? Okay? So if you had to get a vaccination, I mean, I don't care if you're like, I'm, I'm scared what it'll do. The Bible says you could even drink poison and it won't harm you. Come on. My God will supply all my need according to, my, you know, to his riches, not mine. I'll start putting that in. So, you know, I... Brother, you got, I've, no, I've not been vaccinated. I've, I've been vaccinated by the Holy Ghost. That's where I'm vaccinated right now, okay? And I'm good with that. But if you're not good with that, that's okay. I'm not upset with you, and I'm not judging you. I'm just saying that's my personal conviction. Are we all right? Okay, so listen. As, as God is doing this, people, I'm going to get sick every year. This particular uh, person that was on staff, he's like, you need to get this. And I, and I was like, hey, boss, you're getting sick every year. And you have the shot. I'm not getting sick. And I don't have the shot. And I don't know what, he's, what he declared. I don't know. Again, personal conviction. I don't know what's coming out of his mouth. I know what's coming out of mine. Instead of saying I'm going to get sick every year or I'm going to get this or that, just say I'm not going to get that. My God's going to protect me. My immune system is amazing. Every, anything that's not of God that touches my, my body, any disease, any virus, dies instantly in the name of Jesus. And begin to declare that. Common saying this. Oh, I, I worry about my, my kids, or I worry about... I can't stop you from worrying. But I don't believe God wants you to worry. And I understand that. That there are things as, as you grow older and your kids have kids and, and my kids have kids, your kids have kids or whatever or whatever. Life brings it where you want to say, but again, what are you going to speak? 
Father, I thank you for taking care of all of those, uh, the children that you have so blessed me with. My children are taught of the Lord and great is their peace. Isaiah 54, 13. God delivers me out of all my afflictions. Psalm 34, 19. The Lord is on my side. I do not fear. Psalm 118. I'm, I'm just saying, you begin to say, I'm going to say the things that God would say. I cast my care over on him. And so I, you know, I, I'm not going to say I worry about this. I'm not going to. Now, I, I'm not saying that can't be true because we're human, but I'm not going to give it legs to run. Are you? I'm going to try to watch what I say. Here's another saying. I'll probably get laid off. Everybody else is. I'll probably lose my job because you know what's going on now. Nobody can find work. I can't, I can't you know, change everybody's situation, but I can know that God supplies all of my need according to his riches and glory. God is my provider. He is Jehovah Yireh. There isn't anybody else that can do that. That is God. I begin to declare that. It doesn't matter. I, God, my job is not my provision. He just give that to me so I have money to pay my bills. It's God that gave me the job. If he can give me that job, he'll give me another one. Whatever I need, he will supply. We don't even think that God still does that. But you know, according to the Bible, he sent ravens to feed one, uh, one of his wonderful people that he loves. And you know who I'm talking about. Elijah, he just sent, here, go feed him. Begin to declare what God says for you. Here's secondly, words determine what you'll have. Mark eleven twenty three. 23, I tell you the truth. You can say this to the mountain. Maybe be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it'll happen, but you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. Right words is not always easy to say. Jerry Savelle, he's going to be with us in February, so that's why I put this story in here. He used to compare uh, to paddling upstream. How many feel like you're paddling upstream? Everybody around you seems like they're heading one way and you're trying to go against the flow. So he talked about the whole world is in a negative flow and they're going the wrong way. And he said, if you just relax, you wind up drifting downstream with everyone else and end up sick, broke, and eventually dead. He said, so you have to build yourself. I love the way this way he said that you have to build yourself a spiritual canoe out of God's word. That's the material you use. Build yourself a spiritual canoe out of God's word. Grab your faith oars. Get yourself turned around and start rowing the other way. Let me tell you something. The world is looking for not the same thing they got. They're looking for somebody that has got a light. Somebody that's got a glimpse of hope. Somebody that is doing something the way God says and things are happening. Somebody that is following God that's not doing what the world is doing. Somebody that will stand up and say, this is the way. That's what they need. And as you start doing that, man, it starts changing everything. Why is it so important? Because you will have what you say. Mark eleven twenty three wrapped up is an easy to understand package. You'd have to work to misunderstand it. It's just simple. You have what you say. It's a spiritual truth. There's people that don't want to believe that because if they believe that, then they have to be accountable for where they are. We wanna blame the devil or blame God. I'm not saying the devil hasn't had his hand to play in it, but I'm saying we've spoken and we've agreed with some things that aren't in agreement with the Lord. Sure, we're gonna have trials, we're gonna have persecution, 
but we are supposed to be salt and light. So we have to, we have to do what God has asked us. The world is looking for somebody who's not sick or broke all the time. They're saying, what, you know, what, what is happening with you? And I've had people stop me when I worked at Honda. They're like, how come this doesn't bother you? And this is what I, I told them. I, I never said it didn't bother me. I just won't allow it because I'm going to give that to God. I can't change that. I can just take care of me and say what he wants me to say. God has delegated authority here on earth to you and me that are believers. So words have authority to create every time we speak, not just when we pray. I mean, have you ever heard somebody say, oh, you are, you are worthless. You're not going to do it. You're going to be, oh, you're going to be nothing but trouble. I've heard parents say that to their children, and then they wonder why they grow up and they fulfill that. But if you speak positive results and positive results in prayer, not negative results, but if you, you'll start seeing positive. But if you just say positive things in prayer, but the, the rest of your day is negative, the negative will override your positive. It'll negate. It's like going to a service and you're going like, I'm going to do that. God told me to do that. Yes, I'm going to do that. We're going to, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. And then, you know, because in here the atmosphere is different. It's easy. You're learning. It's great. And then you get out in the world and it's like, whoo. And then you come up against stuff and the first thing out of your mouth is, it just didn't work for me. Then you'll pray, well, I want it to work. But then you tell somebody, it's just not working or whatever. You are negating what you are doing by your words. If I was Barney Fife, I'd tell you to nip it. Nip it in the bud. Charles Capp said that the Lord told him this. I've told my people that they can have what they say, and they are saying what they have. So saying what you have has no power to change things. The key to receiving desires of your heart, the key to receiving change, make the words of your mouth agree with what you want and what the Bible says. Make everything agree with what God says. Does God, is it his will that you be healthy and whole? According to the word it is, make your mouth agree with that. Be consistent in trying to say only faith words. Husbands and wives help each other out. Kim helps me out. Seems like she helps me more than I help her. But hey, if I need the help. <clears throat> See, sometimes that's a, it could be a double whammy, isn't it? Nobody likes to be told sometimes I'm on a, I'm on a streak. She corrected me on something and I needed corrected on it. And then I want to I come back with something that would just compound what I just said. Anybody else get a witness like that? Because I just want to say something and that's not going to help. And then I got to get, get me forgiven for that. So help each other. And be all right with that. You know, she said something the other day, and I thought, this is so good. But sometimes she's, just, she's trying to help, but because I'm already agitated, I'm already irritated, and she didn't cause it, but she going to get it. You know what I'm saying? And she's, but here's what she said. She goes, I'm just trying to help. And she expects me to do that to her, and I do do that to her. 
but the words that she said was, what we have to practice, and I thought, man, that is like, is just to think the best of each other. I'm not doing this to make you mad. I'm doing this because life and death is in your mouth and you are the head of this family. I think she has a right. So I have to go back and be like, that's why I told I had to say today, you're the love of my life. I mean, just that's just amazing because sometimes I, I have in the past, I have to do that because she'll help me with that because I'll say things as if they're still happening because words are so powerful. So I'll say in the past. I'll just be like, ah, and she'll say, don't say that. Say it in the past because that's not happening now. You're breaking that. Speak whatever you desire to come to pass in the name of Jesus. Take authority over the money that you need and command it to come to you. If you need healing, speak to your body. Call everything to line up with the word of God. Speak to your nervous system. Speak to your tendons, your muscles. Whatever is bothering you, call it into line. Call it in the word. Believe you receive when you pray. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Command it to function properly. Speak the result you want. See yourself if you're having trouble with whatever the, the physical thing is. See yourself completely well doing it the way that God created you to do it. And whatever you say will come to pass. You're putting it in motion. Now you can't just change it by going to church once a week. I'm just going to talk like this when I'm at church. I said it before, I'm going to say it again. Part-time Christians don't get full-time benefits. Because you're, you're negative. If you're doing it every other time, it's going to outweigh the positive. You're going to negate things. You're going to have to. I know it's a process. I get it. And I know you're human. I get it. But it is amazing if we just say, God, you know what? Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. That's why Paul says continually stay with the Lord. Because we need work. Everybody needs work. Meditate on the word of God. Brett, I don't know how to meditate. Well, we just talked about worry. If you can worry, you can meditate. You just have to choose what you're going to think about. Here's number three. Words are the enemy's way of stealing from you. That's how the enemy gets you. James 1, 6 and 7. When you ask him, be sure your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. That's James. Gives us two choices. We can doubt or we can receive. Doubt or we can receive. You cannot doubt and waver and receive at the same time. And that's the enemy's tactic to get you to doubt. Did God really say? Remember, that's how he, he worked on Eve. He's just going to get you to doubt the validity of the word of God. And that's where he's going to come from. I think God likes him or her better than you because of, and he'll bring up a past sin or bring up this. or But if that sin's been covered, it's covered. The enemy's the one bringing that back. Think of this. If the enemy had authority of his own, he would not have to depend on deceiving you and lying. Think about it. If he had the authority of, it is only what we give him by what we say, by what we open up for him. He has to trick you into saying what he wants to come to pass. 
With your words, you can either resist or agree with his demands. Think about the scripture in James. It'll say, submit to God, resist the enemy, and he will flee. Submit to God. So you you got to understand that's what's going on. You can either resist or agree with God's word. You are in command, and the decision is yours and mine. Nobody else makes it for us. I can't make my kids make when they, you know, when you get saved, you're saved by your own free will. When you know right and wrong, that's how, that's, if your child is old enough to know right and wrong, they're old enough to be saved. But they are not saved because you're saved. My parents got saved before me. I didn't qualify as, well, I'm just going to fly in on my dad's coattails because he's saved now. That's not how that works. You have to answer for you. I love my Uncle John. He came up to me last week. He goes, something's rubbing off on me. <laughs> he said he was talking to somebody, and, and they were just talking about some things that he had done. And he said, well, God, gave me, God blessed me to do it. So it, he said it was out of his mouth before he even knew what was happening. And I'm, I'm like, yes. I told him that was awesome. Told him to go tell my dad, even though he couldn't shoot, to go tell my dad. Those guys got hunting stories. So anyway, but I mean, it is the words. It is the words. What, Satan is just waiting to curse you. He's waiting. He's looking. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his, that's his object. That's his mojo. He wants to get the promises before they ever reach you. That's why when the word gets in, you know, Mark, it talks about he wants to pull it out before it can take root. Before you can believe it, he wants to get it out of there. He doesn't want you to say the word of God. When a woman or man of God comes on the scene, Satan begins to tremble. Do you know at the very mention of the name of Jesus, he begins to tremble? He doesn't like that. When someone knows who they are in Christ, he's got reason to be afraid. And he doesn't want you to know that. You are the only one that can give the enemy access to your promises and what you do through your words. So if you want to defeat him, you make decisions, you're not going to allow him to change your confession of faith. If you say it wrong and you said I, you blew it, then you break it immediately by your words. The words that you spoke, you break them by speaking. Lord, I break that. Do not, I, that will not come to pass. I'm sorry for saying that. It doesn't line up with your word. I, I, again, I submit myself to your word. Forgive me for saying anything that would be different. That will not come near my house or my dwelling or on my person. A fearless confession comes from a word-ruled mind. Not a world-ruled mind, but a word-ruled mind. So God's word is true it never gives place to the enemy, Ephesians 4.27. So that's why it's talking about bringing thoughts into captivity. And we all have to work on that. Everybody does. If somebody says, no, I, I don't have to work on that, I'd have trouble believing that. If you're human, you're going to have to work on stuff. You, your mind is where you have the choice of giving place to the enemy by resisting him according to James 4, 7. Humble yourself before God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. Right before that, it says, submit to God. What it takes to make you free, speak it out in the name of Jesus. Command it to come to pass. You know, I have stuff I write down, and I believe this is what we're going to, I believe we're going to be prosperous. I believe this. I believe this for the family. I believe this for my kids. I pray over my grandkids. I, I speak blessing over them. 
Here's something that might shock you. Do you know the enemy can only do what you say? If you say flee, he has to go. If you're a kingdom kid, he does. But if you agree with him against the word, he gets to stay. He's not a good house guest, folks. And the company he keeps is not good. Here's our last one for this morning. Words of faith change your circumstance. Matthew 12, 35. The good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. An evil produce, person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. People hear the word of faith or they hear God's word and they just say, you know, I'm going to change it. I'm going to begin to have, I'm going to speak those kind of words. That's Mark 11 and 23. But you can't, I got to say this, you can't just do it by yourself. I mean, you, yes, you're responsible for it, and, but if it's just you determined I'm going to do this, you have to have God involved. Are you listening? God has to be involved in that. You, you don't have a kind of relationship that you just use and abuse him. This is, he's not a pop machine that you put your 50 cents in and get your Coke when you hit the button. You, you got to understand, he's got to be involved. This, is, this isn't just something I'm just going to say this, and I get it, and sometimes it starts out like, but it is a lifestyle. It is a heart condition, a heart change. God, you are my everything. I want to say what you say. You are inside of me. The same spirit that rose Christ from the dead lives in you. That power. I mean, can you get more power than that? So many times we beg and we plead God. You've you got to quit begging him. You don't have to beg God for something he's already given you. My kids don't come to my house and go, Daddy, give me food. They all have to do is go to the refrigerator and open. They can eat whatever they want. We go to Grandma's house. Grandma is awesome. They don't ever go to Grandma's house and go, Grandma, can I have ice cream? Grandma has the ice cream parade in her freezer. She would get whatever they wanted. It didn't matter. Just go down there and get it. Help yourself. But Grandma, it's almost time to eat. It's okay. God has the double portion for you. Now, and I'm not just talking about money. I'm just talking about living life. Man, isn't it time to just start saying, you know what, God, I'm happy. I'm going to live my life, and I'm going to live it well. And I'm going to have everything I need. Why? All things through Christ who strengthens me, Philippians 4.19. Because God will make all of those things come to pass by his word. And because, listen, I declare it, I believe it, because God said it, that settles it. So when I, I declare it, I believe, according to Mark 11, 23, I believe I receive when I pray. When I say it, I've already got it. I don't have to beg God for something I already have. And then it shows up. We can't do this on our own. God has to be involved. We have to submit to the king. For the king. So I hear the word of God. I put it in my system. And that's my response. God, how do you want me to say this? Have you ever had somebody do this to you? You're going to go give a speech or they want you to say something and they hand you this. Here, read this. Well, it's okay if you believe what you're reading. 
But if it's something that you totally don't, you're like, I'm not, I can't read that. But see, if it's God's word, I can read that. Because it's always 100% true. His promises are yes and amen. So I continually hear the word of God. I make faith confessions. They're not empty words. I believe they come to pass. I have things that I declare. I do that every day, and I put them out there. And you know what? I have to change my, my declarations on some things because they, they just start happening. So whatever's in your heart's coming out. That's what's happening. Matthew 12, 35 says, A good person produces good things from a good heart, and an evil, bad things from an evil heart. So you've got to develop a new way of thinking. What does God say? What does God say? Does God have something to say about my situation? Yes, he does. He's got a word for everything you're going through. You know, your parents probably taught you how to talk. You've been talking probably since you were nine months or old or so. So they spoke it. You received it. You started saying, have you ever heard kids? I heard a kid. He was just over a year old. He, this has been years ago. Kid could cuss good. You know why? Because that's what he heard. He heard it all the time, so he just repeated what he heard. Has your kids ever said anything you were like, don't say that? We've all been there. One man said, Grandma taught it and we bought it. we got to watch generational curses that don't line up with the Word of God. Sometimes, with the best intentions, people say things that, that don't line up with the Word of God. So if you're like, I grew up in a negative household, you're going to have to change it by speaking the Word. By those, those four things, the start button. Every time you wanted to say this before, what would God have you say? Find a scripture and say that. Because if we're going to keep saying the same bad thing, that's insanity. And then expect something good. If you want something different, you have to do something different. You know, the woman with the issue of blood, she declared, if I can touch his robe, she said, she laid it out. Let's change some things. You get in situations, what are they when you start saying and spewing off this? Well, they just know how to push my buttons. Well, push a different button. Push a start button. That'll change everything. Start declaring the word of God. Whether you have to say it out loud for everybody else to hear it, I'm not saying you have to be weird. I mean, if God tells you to do that, I don't care whether it's weird or not, then do that. But if it's just like, Father, I can do all things through you. Thank you. And if they say, well, you didn't say anything. Well, I don't have anything good to say, so you know. Find a way to fix it. Watch God change your situation. You'll feel something switch in your spirit. And the atmosphere around what you live will change as well. Would you bow your heads, close your eyes.